Hey guys, welcome to the We Know Fantasy Contributors Podcast. This is your host for this evening, Steve Pintado, and I'm joined with today some colleagues of mine, uh, Cody and Nick. What's going on today, guys? How's it going, Not Steve? much. How are you, Cody? really good over here. It's Halloween, it's football. You can't really beat this time of year, so. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely love it. Happy Getting ready Halloween. to ramp up for those fantasy playoffs. Exactly, and we have a whole bunch to talk to you guys about today, but before we get started... Again, always go check out the uh, www.weknowfantasy.com where the three of us can shoot to the website with all these great articles that we plan on doing. And definitely follow the uh, Twitter page at uh, We Know Fantasy. Uh, you can definitely follow me at Coach Stephen P. Uh, you guys, uh, where can we find you guys at? Uh, you can find me, Nick, at uh, on Instagram at fantasy underscore mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. Yeah, and you can find Cody at on Twitter at Master Smithers. Absolutely, and please follow us, guys. We would really appreciate it. And just so you guys know, every Monday, our big man Nate does the waiver wire wish list podcast, giving you guys who to pick up for the week. And on Wednesday, Nate is joined by the Fantasy Fro, and they go over the week that was and the week that was coming up and everything in between fantasy-wise that you need to know for the fantasy week ahead. And so let's get right into it. The first thing we're going to work on today, and we're going to do a little holiday Halloween theme to it, is trick-and-treat players. Uh, basically, it's players who might have a great week but could trick us and not end up having a great week, and players who might have a difficult matchup but could end up treating us with a great week so far. A uh, great week for Saturday, uh, Sunday. So let's get right into it, and we're going to start with the players who are going to trick us first. And I'll start on this one. And my trick player is going to be Josh Jacobs, running back, uh, Oakland. Uh, Josh Jacobs actually has a terrific matchup this week against a really bad uh, Detroit Lions defense. They, you know, they're like top, uh, bottom three in um, rushing this year. They allow a lot of fantasy points. But the one thing is, I expect this to be kind of like a shootout matchup. You know, um, both teams aren't really that aren't the best in the pass defense, and Matthew Stafford and. Uh, Derek Carr is going to just destroy things, and I think they're going to just go back and forth week in and week out, well, week in and week out, but back and forth all game today, and it's going to kind of leave Josh Jacobs not being able to run the ball as much because more than likely I think Oakland will be behind in this game, and the bad thing about Josh Jacobs is that he actually only averages one reception, just over one reception a game, so he's obviously not that involved in the passing game, so I expect that he could get possibly phased out in this game just because of all the passing. So just be wary. Obviously you're going to start him, but he could be that kind of trickster this week for us. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I totally agree with your take on that. And like you said about Jacobs receiving a ball to backfield, I think that's something he's definitely taken a hit on this season. I would like to see that increase a little more as the season wears on. Yeah, definitely hope that doesn't happen. I, I got a couple of shares of Josh Jacobs. <laughs> so uh, hoping for some good things this week, but yeah, I guess we'll see it. It, it could backfire. Yeah, I'm really hoping it not either. I do have shares of myself, though. But, uh, Nick, what about you? What about your treat or trick, actually? Okay, yeah. For me, uh, my trick, and I'm sure I'm going to hear blowback on this, is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm not saying he's going to bust. I'm not saying to sit him. I'm just saying don't expect that usual Christian McCaffrey 22 to 30 point type day. They're playing the Titans. Uh, the Titans are ranked eighth in fantasy against running backs. Only allowing 126 to 127 total scrimmage yards to running backs per game. 
Um, and over the last two games, the Titans defense against Tampa Bay and the L.A. Chargers have given up 42 attempts for only 94 yards and zero touchdowns. That's a 2.2 yards per carry average. Um, I just, like I said, be very wary about CMC this week. I, again, I'm not saying to sit him. I'm not saying he's going to bust. Just keep your expectations low. Make sure you're backing it up with a, you know, a, a decent flex choice. Don't assume you're going to get that 20 to 30 points out of him, and you can skimp on your flex and hope for a 10 point with an upside flex position. That's all. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, this week. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they uh, quieted McCafferty twice already this year. So it'll be interesting to see if a tough run defense with Tennessee could do the same thing. Definitely. And, and I think I talked about him in, in just general last week. I thought about it, about the San Francisco's defense. They they held him pretty good at one point, but he ended up letting through. So he's going to be that type. He might end up playing bad in the beginning, but eventually just doing enough. But he could also just have like an average day, which is bad from Christian McCaffrey. So. Yeah, full disclaimer on this, I could still see him possibly catching anywhere from 8 to 10 balls, but just as far as rushing the ball, I don't see him having a great game. All right, yeah, so I'll just jump in right here with my trick, and uh, I've got Michael Gallup here. So wide receiver, Dallas Cowboys, he's actually facing the 28th-ranked pass defense uh, in the New York Giants, but he hasn't had over 50 receiving yards in the uh, the last two weeks in either of the last two weeks. And he played some pretty soft defenses in that span. He had the New York Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles. So not putting up numbers recently. I know he's kind of working his way back from an injury, but I just have him here as a trick. And another note that I actually found on Gallup is that he hasn't been great in primetime games over the course of his short career here so far. Um, career in primetime games, he's only got 11 catches for 148 yards, and he's only averaging 5.2 fantasy points in primetime games so far in his uh, year-and-a-half career, I guess it would be. Yeah, hey, that, that's a great nugget to add in there. I'd definitely like to deep-dive uh, information on that one, Cody. Thank you. Because I actually have him in a league where I'm starting him. I may have to second-guess that. Definitely. I mean, it, the fact that he hasn't played well in primetime could be a, an issue. And, you know, they could end up just trying to run the ball this week and try to get Zeke going because Zeke's kind of been iffy-iffy so far this season. So maybe this is the week they try to do that, and the passing game just doesn't pick up the way we thought it would. Like, like yeah, we- I could definitely see that because the Giants also, as well as not having good pass defense, their run defense also isn't very good. So I could definitely see this being a big Zeke week, and maybe Amari Cooper has a decent game, but maybe the the Cowboys don't necessarily need that second pass catcher this week. That said, and not to dwell on it, Go by blow on Zeke right now. Today and tomorrow are your last two days to do it. Yeah, that's a great, that's a fantastic take. Love that one, Nick. But with every trick, there's a treat for all of us. And for me this week, my treat is Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been amazing so far this season. And he goes up against the baddest team in all of land, the New England Patriots, and that stout defense. But, you know, he's... You know, just based off, you know, everything you see on paper, it looks like a bad matchup for him. Patriots don't give up a lot of points. They also don't give a lot of fantasy points to uh, opposite teams' offenses. And besides, you know, Lamar Jackson hasn't really been thrown that well lately. He's more been running the ball. So, you know, that causes concern for a lot of us. But I think that running could still save his fantasy day in general. He could still end up putting up a lot of points. 
you know, he uses his legs for everything, and he could, you know, ride this team using his legs this week again because this defense will try to stop the pass and force him to do that, and Lamar Jackson can do that. And, you know, the New England Patriots, how dominant they may be, who have they really played that was a prime-time top quarterback? They played the Dolphins quarterbacks. They played the Jets quarterbacks. They played Buffalo's quarterback. played Colt McCoy, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield. Granted, Baker Mayfield might have the pedigree, but everyone else, like, who? I mean, they're all young or just not very good quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson actually has talent to him where he can actually perform. So even though it could sounds like a bad matchup, he could end up having a really great fantasy day. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, at this point, I kind of think Lamar Jackson is at that point where he's matchup uh, proof. Uh, I actually had someone inbox me, uh, Watson or Lamar Jackson this week. That's a tough one to answer. I said, here's the thing to do. Go trade one of them now and then start the one you don't trade. So that was my advice. And like I said, I, I like I think Lamar Jackson going forward, he's matchup uh, proof. No, definitely. I, I think he can have a real shot of uh, doing very well this week. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, what about you, Nick? What is your uh, treat this week? Okay, for me, my treat is Melvin Gordon versus the Packers. I know the running back situation for the Chargers is very volatile. Um, I just think with the with the, the firing of Ken Wisenhunt, the new offense quarter, Shane Stitchin, I believe it. I'm, I'm sure. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not 100%. He's going to stay conservative, try to run the ball. And let's face it, Melvin Gordon in this offense, they know he's not coming back. So they're going to try to get their wear out of him and, you know, put the tread, you know, wear that tread off the tires before he leaves. And the Packers are 29th against running backs in fantasy. Um, the last two weeks versus the Chiefs and the Raiders, 47 attempts, 244 yards, two touchdowns. That's 5.1 yards a carry. Um, I just see this as being a heavy Melvin Gordon game. Uh, yeah, Eckler will, will, will you know, step in with some receptions and some rushes. But as far as a treat, I just feel like a lot of people are down on Melvin Gordon. And this is the week where I think he pops off. Definitely really interested to see what the new offensive coordinator is going to do with Melvin Gordon. And like you said, Nick, I think they're really going to pound the ball with him. I think they're going to want to get out of them what they can. And yeah, I'm hoping that Melvin Gordon can get a full workload and really kind of show what he can do starting this week and for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. I, I do agree on that, too. The, especially with the new offensive coordinator change, uh, things could be more run-heavy for them this week just to get, try to get Melvin Gordon going after him being very inefficient. Now, definitely, I could see him being a great treat. Uh, one one note to add to that. The Packers' uh, defense, as far as fantasy is concerned, is giving up over 17 points per game to running back. So, I mean, that's just value that you want to have at the running back position this week going against the Packers and probably forward for the rest of the season. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm going to jump in here. My treat that I have is Stefan Diggs. And I was a little bit surprised to see this, that they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs this week, and the Chiefs are actually the number six-ranked uh, defense against the pass this season. Uh, Stefan Diggs... I feel like he might be getting a little overlooked this week. You know, you got the return of Adam Thielen this week off his hamstring injury. Um, maybe he might be getting a little overlooked by some people. And you look at what he's done recently, Diggs, that is, with 140-plus uh, receiving yards a game in the last three weeks, three touchdowns over that span, and seven, at least seven catches in each of those three games. So Diggs is just completely 
uh, balling out right now, and he's looked really good. Maybe Thielen takes a few targets away from him, uh, drops those numbers a little bit. But Thielen is also, as of Thursday, still listed as questionable. So maybe Thielen's not back in a full capacity, and Diggs can kind of sneak in there as the 1A to Thielen's 1B for this game. And I just think he's got another potential game coming up here against Kansas City that he could go off. Yeah, yeah. I, totally, I, I totally can see that happening as well. Um, Diggs is somebody who I've, I've personally said to sell on him, but I'm kind of eating those words at this point because the guy just produces week to week. I think he's still technically has somewhat of a sell, but for this week in particular, if Adam Thielen does sit, I mean, the Chiefs' defense in general have gotten better at covering wide receivers, but you kind of saw last week with you know their star defensive lineman out and Frank Clark and Chris Jones that – they don't get pressure to the quarterback. They kind of let things up, and, you know, they let, like, Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers is a GOAT, they let him, you know, be able to pass the ball over the place. So, you know, he definitely Stefan Diggs could have an opportunity to do perform once again for all of us in fantasy. Yeah, and don't sleep on Kirk Cousins either. I mean, he's been really great too lately. So uh, it, it could carry over to another week yet, I think, another big week for Stefan Diggs. For sure. Yeah, both have great possibilities this week for sure. But those are our trick and treats. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the holiday theme to them. But we're going to go into our next segment here. Uh, we really want to talk to you guys about, since we're in that time frame now, playoffs are coming up, what teams we like for the fantasy playoff run right now. And basically, you know, it's weeks 13, this week 16. So most average leagues have that. And we're going to break down each team that we like based off their matchups. So for me personally, I like the Jaguars. I mean, they versus the Chargers, they versus Oakland, and they versus Atlanta. I mean, the Chargers, Oakland, and Atlanta all have horrible defenses, some of them due to injuries, but some of them might not be due to injuries. And the Jaguars have been playing really great lately. Menshaw has been a fantastic rookie quarterback this year, and I'm hoping they stick with him. But even so, it's, I think Nick Foles could even pick up that slack if that's the time frame he gets back, which I think it's like week 11, maybe week 12, he could be eligible to return, I believe. Even either one of them quarterbacks, I think, could do really great for us in fantasy and have great fantasy weeks. Atlanta, you guys know, they have a ton of points. Oakland, we just talked about Matthew Stafford letting up a ton of points. And the Chargers aren't, you know, aren't uh, newbies to, like, letting up a lot of fantasy points. And all three of them have decent to, uh, better, to, decent to good run, um, allowing the uh, fantasy points to the running back position. But they all allow a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. I expect big games from, from Shark and... Possibly, you know, Chris Conley and D.D. Westbrook if they get in the game. And they they do allow a lot of tight end averages up, too. I mean, unfortunately, they don't really have a great tight end at the moment. Look for someone maybe Josh Oliver in that time frame. If he, if he actually busts out, he's a real deep guy, dynasty sleeper. But, I mean, all three of these matchups are, are great uh, for the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. So if you have these guys, or if you can get them in a trade now before the season comes, uh, it won't be a bad thing because I think they're going to really uh, break out for us. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, I actually have another Florida team, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, week, four, week 14, they played Indianapolis Colts. Week 15, Detroit Lions. And week 16, the Houston Texans. I know by the odd, it don't seem like ideal matchups. Um, but the Colts are 21st to get um, – against wide receivers, so not that you're sitting Evans or Godwin in any of these games anyway, but I just think that Winston, with all the turnovers, all the talk of possibly being benched and stuff like that, these are games that he can excel at. 
Detroit is 16th against uh, wide receivers and 28th against quarterbacks. And Houston's 27th against quarterbacks and 31st against wide receivers. Now, as far as the running back matchups, I don't know that anybody's starting Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber. Um, but the only matchup I would even really be confident in starting them in would be the Detroit. Detroit's 32nd against the run. We, everybody knows you can run on Detroit. So for me, like I said, Evans and Godwin are matchup proof. You're starting them in these three games regardless. But these these last two, the last two weeks against Detroit and Houston could be possible Jameis Winston games. Just giving everybody a heads up. Don't be surprised to see, you know, a 25 to 30 point game out of Jameis Winston in those two weeks. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to jump in here to my defense, the Philadelphia Eagles, or my offense, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I threw in week 13 here just because it was a matchup with the Dolphins, and I wanted to throw that in. That's probably the last week of regular season for you, depending on when your playoffs set up. But they've got Miami, then they've got the New York Giants, Washington Redskins, Dallas Cowboys, and then if you're playing in week 17, they have the New York Giants again. Uh, the only defense there that's really going to scare me is the Dallas Cowboys. If you remember week seven this year, Carson Wentz at Dallas, 16 for 26, 191 yards, one touchdown, one pick, two lost fumbles. It was his only game this year where he didn't have at least 10 fantasy points. So you're a little weary of that matchup, but like I said, the Giants twice, Washington, Miami, these are defenses that are right at the bottom of the league. And if you can get these guys on your team, uh, or, or if you have guys like Jordan Howard, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, guys that ha can have a big impact, Deshaun Jackson, um, Carson Wentz. I mean, I actually just traded for Carson Wentz this week in a move to get him on my roster before the playoffs start. So, I mean, this, this team is playing some real soft uh, defenses down the stretch. So I'd love to get my hands on some as many Eagles players as I can uh, for for the stretch run and the playoff run. Yeah, I definitely yeah, I, agree with that. Yeah, I could take that as an Eagles fan. I could hope for wins as well. It would be nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was our playoff matchups. Hopefully you guys find those, found them very interesting. And hopefully if you do happen to get yourself in a situation where you can obtain any one of these play any one of these teams' players won't be a bad thing because they do have great matchups. So I hope you appreciate that. And then we'll go to our next segment. Uh, we did this last week and doing it again this week, uh, DFS. We'll both all picking one player who could be a fantastic DFS for you this week. It could really help you get over the edge for your DFS lineups. And for me, it's your tight end position. Uh, it's tight end position is very hard to very predict, but I think you have a safe floor with this tight end position while the rest of your players could flurry. Uh, flourish, flurry, flourish. And for me, it's a real deep guy. Who get really, he's really cheap on the board right now. Is Jacob Hollister. And you're like, who's Jacob Hollister? Well, he's the second, the 1B tight end in the Seattle Seahawks offense. And the one thing to know about with the Seattle Seahawks, they're resting the Bucks this week. And the Bucks allowed, so far each game this season, a top 10 performance at the tight end position. It's just basically they just don't know what to do with the tight end position. They just see it, and they're like, yeah, we're going to let that one go. And they just let anyone catch balls and catch touchdowns. And Hollister, he's been kind of like taking over. Luke Wilson's a presumed number one, but he's out targeted in the last two weeks, 8-2, to two, and he's got five, five receptions for 38 yards in these two games. So if you're looking for like a shoe, like risk-it-all kind of play, 
I think I think Hollister could really perform and give you a top ten uh, performance as a tight end, and you're going to get him for like pennies on the dollar. So that is my DFS player of the week. Yeah, I, I dig it, especially um, it's like I've said before. I'm the same way. I kind of like to go cheap on my tight ends, which brings me to my DFS pick, um, Eric Ebron. Now, I know he's dealing with an injury. That said, if Ebron's not playing, I'm backing it right up with Doyle. Um, Eric Ebron's 3,600 on DraftKings. Doyle's uh, 3,000 on DraftKings. Uh, they're both below guys like Vance McDonald, Johnny Smith, TJ Hawkinson. Um, they're playing Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are 27th against tight ends this season, and they're giving up over 12 points per game to the, to the tight end position. And for me, I see this game being a uh, for the tight end on the Colts being a game like Hunter Henry had in week seven against uh, Pittsburgh with eight receptions. Uh, he was at 100, over 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I, with that value and that possibility, I really like Ebron or Doyle in that position. Yeah, so my DFS play of the week here, I'm going to go away from the tight ends here, and I'm going to go with Jordan Howard. And if you read the Week 9 rankings, you know that I am in love with this guy this weekend. It's a revenge game for him. He's going back to play Chicago. Chicago has been absolutely terrible against the run game lately. Jordan Howard, finally over 20 carries last week. He's a workhorse in that backfield. 23 carries for 96 yards. Miles Sanders nursing a little bit of an injury here. Maybe he'll be held back a little bit. Maybe Howard can get even a few more touches on top of the 23 that he had last week. And the Bears have allowed at least one rushing touchdown in each of the last four games. Jordan Howard is a rushing touchdown machine. So I think this is going to be a huge game for Jordan Howard. You can get him for $5,100 on DraftKings. I think he's going to score multiple touchdowns in this one. Oh, I love that bold prediction. I love it. I love it. I think a lot of Eagles players there, Cody. Yeah, I know, and I'm not even an Eagles fan, so. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pulling at my heartstrings over there. Yeah, not even a homer, but I got a lot of Eagles talk tonight. I love it. Well, that was our DFS. Hopefully you guys pick our players, and they help you win your week and make you some money. Uh, and then we're going to our last uh, segment of the day. Uh, it's more just kind of for fun at this point, not really football-related, but we all decided to tell everyone what our favorite Halloween candy is. And I'll go first. And for me, you guys might not have heard it. Maybe you have. It doesn't sound the best, but to me, a hundred gram bar, all-time favorite Halloween candy. Uh, I didn't get too many of them as a kid because no one really got those ones. But they're amazing. They're like they're kind of like a Milky Way, but they have like crunches in them, and they're car- caramel, and chocolate. It, it it just tastes amazing. And it's and you always used to make a joke like I got a hundred grams in my hand, and it was just a little like red wrapper with golden letters. It, it was amazing, and I still love them today. I, I eat them. I bought a whole bag of them on on uh, Shoprite this year, and it was they're amazing. Okay, yeah, um, can never go wrong with any kind of candy, as far as I'm concerned. But for me, my favorite is a Reese's peanut butter cup. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the nostalgia of the Hershey's only being about two hours away from me. Uh, so it's a, kind of like a local candy that uh, we've always enjoyed. I remember as a kid, they were kind of more like puck size, and now they're kind of more like half dollar size. So they've definitely decreased in size. And actually, the joke about it for me, and the, the funny part is when my kids were younger, they used to go out for Halloween and we used to check their candy. We put all the Reese's peanut butter cups aside and always said that there was something wrong with them so that me and my wife could eat them later. 
<laughs> That's great. Yeah, uh, my candy that I have here is the Take 5. Hopefully you guys have heard of it. If not, you're missing out. It's got a little bit of everything for everybody. It's a little bit sweet. It's a little bit salty. You got your chocolate, your peanuts, your pretzels, your caramel, your peanut butter. And it's a Hershey product. And I'm a Pennsylvania guy, so that does it for me. You know, the local, you got to support the local, the sweetest place on earth, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yep, definitely. That's why I think uh, that's why I'm a Hershey, or a Reese's guy as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that, that's definitely a, a fun one there for sure. But that actually wraps up our show today, guys. Um, you know, just a quick recap. You know, we talked about our treat and treats and uh, trick players. You know, we talked about playoff, great playoff matchups. We talked about our DFS for the week. And then we talked about our favorite candy. And we hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, please always go visit our website at www.weknowfantasy.com where we have all of our great content up there. And again, you know, just always check us out on Mondays when Nate does our waiver wire wish list. And then every Wednesday, Nate's joined by the Fantasy Fro, and they go over the week that was and the week that's coming. And uh, they do a great job. They're a fantastic duo. They give us so much great information. So definitely check them out every Wednesday. And um, we appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, have a great one. And have a great week nine. Yep. Thanks for everyone's support. Yeah, thank you. And see you next week.